0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 2960. I listened to the Disney Q3 fiscal year 22 earnings results webcast so you wouldn't have to. I also played it back a little faster than its original broadcast, so that way I could hear things in cartoon voices, which was fun. And as far as Star Wars news, precious little, but we'll talk about what there was. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, the biggest news today seemed to come from the official Star Wars account ahead of the Disney Earnings Results webcast, because they officially published the release schedule for the full season of Andor. So yes, the first three episodes coming out September 21st, and then they're going to release a single episode every Wednesday afterwards. So starting 9-28, that's episode all the way through episode 12 which will happen on November 23rd that's the day before Thanksgiving here in the United States so if you're going to be sitting down to a turkey dinner with Star Wars fans on the 24th you'll have a lot to talk about I'm sure now at the end of the webcast they said that there would be an updated release calendar posted and it's not like the release calendars that we've been used to seeing where it had a whole list of theatrical releases no this was a specific Q4 which for Disney's purposes Q4 is the same as Q3 in the normal world so basically the July through September releases are Q4 ones in Disney's fiscal year reckoning so they posted a list of what those releases would be and they put a little disclaimer on it that says list is not exhaustive and is subject to change and the only two things listed on there were the andor series and the lego star wars summer vacation special so a little distressing perhaps to see or not see, I guess is the case maybe, The Bad Batch not being listed there, and The Bad Batch did not get name checked during the presentation either, granted it's an animated series, not a live action series, so yeah, maybe it you know falls under the threshold for what investors need to hear per se, but it really should have been on that list, but it also does say the list is not exhaustive and subject to change, so maybe we don't have to read anything too worrisome <laughs> into that just yet. And just as a reminder, September 28th is the currently announced date for the debut of season two of the Bad Batch. Now moving on to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So in previous episodes of the show, I've talked about the possibility that they might discuss the success of the Obi-Wan series as part of their statements prior to the full earnings results situation because CEO Bob Chapek comes on and talks about all the good things that are happening before they really dig into details of numbers and then before they get to their Q&A. But That didn't happen. In fact, the only mention of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series came in this line from Chapek. He says, We released content with appeal across demographic groups, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ms. Marvel. So that, for me at least, was a bit disappointing in terms of, gosh, yeah, tout the success of the series, especially when all these external services are saying it was your most successful Star Wars series. And also, when they make a statement like this, so in talking about the Marvel series, they said that each new Marvel series drives incremental viewership and new subscribers who weren't previous users, and so this is supposed to be indicating that there's not only a lack of churn, but that every seg- additional, you know, sequential Marvel series just adds subscribers, adds subscribers, adds subscribers. But they're not saying that the Star Wars series are doing that. So you know, it would have been just two words to say, you know, the Marvel series and Star Wars series, okay, that's four words. So you get the idea, right? Like, it's just, it's such a scripted thing that they could have added that if that were the case, and they didn't, and I'm, you know, I have feelings about that. They did say that they added 14.4 million subscribers to Disney+, Plus in the previous fiscal quarter, so that would have been April to June roughly. I think it ended July 2nd technically, but you get the idea, right? Anyway, so six million of those were actually in the US and eight million of those were international through their Hot Star program. So, yeah, I mean, they're very happy with the results and they feel like there's more opportunity apparently because they're going to launch an ad-supported version of Disney Plus in December and they're also going to be raising prices. So it's going to be $8 for the ad-supported version and $11 for the non-ad-supported version. So they seem to think that there's still more room to grow, that people are you know, willing to get in at you know that... price point which is I think what Disney Plus is right now actually so you know that seems like a little interesting but according to JPEC he says that the price value situation for them is really good and they don't expect a lot of churn when they do this I guess we'll see And another thing that they mention about it is the higher programming costs. So surprise, surprise, feeding the beast there is leading to greater expenditures, which means that they have to up the prices basically, but then they also have to make money through other means like advertising, which they say they're going to start with a lower advertising load at the beginning, and they're just going to build it up over time. And they're also going to be careful about who they're serving things to and making sure they're appropriate to the audience and also taking into account account the age of the audience and the relevant cases as well so there's that too and the only other star wars thing that got mentioned in the call was just a quick name check of the andor series that's coming in q4 as disney refers to it but that's it when they talked about parks and experience and whatnot there was no particular mention of the galactic star cruiser experience there was no particular mention of any star wars things related to cruise ships or anything like that not that they necessarily have to it's just like oh isn't that interesting I guess it's not necessarily newsworthy stuff right now for them there was a reminder about the fact that next month so it's less than a month from now actually there's going to be a Disney Plus day last year I believe it was in November but this year it's going to be in September on September 8th a Thursday and according to the tweet that was put out by the official Star Wars account they're saying prepare for a day filled with epic events premieres surprises and so much more now that could be part of the synergy machine (laughs) as Bob Chapek referred to their whole enterprise that they put that on there but i'd like to think that it means that we're going to get something that's new from star wars and so i'd like to put out to the universe a disney gallery episode for the obi-wan kenobi series at the very least that would be wonderful Or at least an episode, (laughs) like they did for Boba Fett in season two of The Mandalorian. And so, circling back to the one last thing about the release calendar situation, still no update on the movie situation. So, we don't know what is going to happen with that 2023 date right now. And yeah, the suspense is killing me personally. So, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll hear something about that in the near future. But Yeah, that's what's going on. So right there, that's your wrap-up of the Disney Q3 Fiscal Year 22 Earnings Results webcast, so you don't have to listen to it yourself, and that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be.